This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number seven. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. This is going to be a tough love episode for all of my teachers out there. Why? Because the results that I'm talking about today are not in any way connected to student scores, student data, parent satisfaction surveys, coworker satisfaction, or how happy parents are or aren't with your performance as their kid's teacher. So if your mind is already a little bit blown, just stay with me. This happened to me too recently when I discovered that my results as a teacher are not connected to results of other people like students, parents. So you're not alone. I'm here to guide you. And speaking of guides, have you checked out the guide to creating your first model inside the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group? The model is the self-awareness tool that I love using with my clients and myself. Using the model to uncover old beliefs helped me see how miserable I was making myself as a teacher. This misery was in the form of arguing with reality almost all of the time. And because of this dissatisfaction my, that my brain was so focused on, I began to try to change the circumstances that I thought were responsible for my happiness and unhappiness, such as like the campus that I taught at. Fortunately for me in 2016, I started doing the work on my thoughts and beliefs. I started paying attention to the connection between my thoughts and feelings. I started taking ownership of the way I felt instead of helplessly fall victim to leaving my happiness up to my job. And this work will help you too. I know it. If this is your first time joining me on the podcast, welcome. The model is a five line structure where we plug in parts of a situation that might be going on for us so that we can get more clear on how we are thinking, feeling, acting, and ultimately creating results in our lives. And for a free guide on how to create a model for yourself, join us in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teacher mindset coach and click guides. And also I would love to ask if you could click the subscribe button and also rate and review this podcast if you've been listening for a bit so that others can discover this podcast easier and maybe get the help that they need. I thank you for that. Okay, getting started with today's topic, the result line of the model. Let's first start with an overview of the components of the model so we are all on the same page. Even if you've been listening to every episode of this podcast, a review of the model and the way the model works is always going to be a really good back to basics overview and reminder so that we can start understanding this at a deeper level. So think of the model like a ladder with five rungs. Each rung is a different component. 
Circumstances go at the top line of the model, and we abbreviate it with a capital C. So if you hear me say C line, I'm talking about the circumstance line of the model and the circumstances in your life. Go back to listen to episode three, Circumstances as Teachers, and that will help you understand the more detailed definition of circumstances. Basically, they are the factual parts of our lives that are generally outside of us and outside of our control. Sometimes they're in our control. Most of the time they're not. They are also powerless to create anything for us in our lives, specifically our thoughts. So that leads me to the next line of the model. It's the T line or the thought line. You'll hear me use thoughts and beliefs interchangeably because I teach that a belief is a thought that we have practiced so much so that it seems like truth to us. The episode on thoughts is episode number four, and it explains how we all have background knowledge, cognitive processes, schema, and language that helps form words into phrases or sentences into inside our brains. And as we go through life and we experience more circumstances, our brain will make meaning by forming sentences, This is one of the ways our species has survived so well through the ages. We make meaning internally to external factors and we communicate with each other. We remember and document. We plan and prepare. Our ancestors made great meaning out of, for example, which foods could be gathered and stored over the winter for survival. Without the creation of thoughts, beliefs, and meaning, this may not have happened. Today, our thoughts might still be rooted in some of these survivalistic behaviors. For teachers, for example, we might get extremely uncomfortable with the idea that half our class of students is failing, which is actually a neutral circumstance. But doomsday thoughts about their futures pop up in our minds because it's well-practiced, not because it's true. Doomsday thoughts about our own futures pop up because it's well-practiced, not because it's true. Self-critical thoughts come up. victim thoughts come up. And we say shit like, I'm just surviving. Like when we pass each other in the hall, hey, how are you? Just surviving. But my response to this is, because I choose not to say that in my career anymore, uh, my, my chosen thought is, I know how to thrive as a teacher, even when the circumstances seem so bad. I thrive because of the thoughts I choose every day. So go take a listen to episode four for a refresher after this. The next step in the model under the thought line is the feeling line. Emotions are what we're talking about here. The feeling line comes after the thought line because they are not independent of one another most of the time. If you're brand new to this work, I encourage you to study yourself, study your thoughts and the feelings that follow specific thoughts you have. Understanding the relationship between thoughts and feelings is the number one objective I have for my clients, which includes entire campuses of teachers in their first year of doing this mindset work. Isn't that something? It's just one tiny connection. Thoughts cause our feelings. Could you imagine having only one standard to teach to your students per subject all year? Wouldn't that be like a welcomed relief? We could get so good at and only focus on one thing in each 
area of the curriculum. Would that be great? But also think of the infinite possibilities and the creativity that would come with such freedom. Some of us might think this would be heaven on earth and some would rather be locked up. (laughs) See how even this approach to learning and education is a neutral circumstance. Think what you want to think. That's the real power here. But I digress. Feelings are caused by thoughts. Episode five goes into way more detail and the extra credit episode that follows will guide you through ways to tap into feelings and find the thought behind it. I highly encourage you to take a few minutes and do that work on yourself. You'll be amazed at what you find. Moving down the model, the next line is where all of our actions surface in our life. This is the action line, which contains our words, decisions, behaviors, do's and don'ts, the things we avoid, our automatic reactions, and even our indecision. The action line is my favorite And it has only gotten more intentional since I've learned that my actions do not cause my feelings, my thoughts do, and that I can respond in my action line in a way that is guided by my sophisticated brain, my prefrontal cortex, by planning ahead and believing thoughts that serve me. But the work starts with taking a lovingly curious look at what your action line is right now in regards to something specific. And the ultimate question is, when you feel blank and you put an emotion there, what do you do or not do? Because I teach that we feel first, then we act, I encourage you to work on finding the feeling behind your actions, then find the thought behind the feeling. The way we act has nothing to do with the circumstance. And by this, I mean, circumstances don't cause us to act. Our feelings cause us to act. Episode six helps drive this point home with two different thoughts about low student test scores as the neutral circumstance. So listen to that episode and do that work on yourself to see how differently we do act because of the way we choose to think or believe. All of this leads to our result line, how we show up in life to ourselves and to others. And before we start exploring the R line, it's really important that I point out that other people are not part of our result line, hardly ever. If other people appear in our result line, it's going to be tied back to what we are thinking and believing about them, not necessarily their behaviors, their thoughts, or their feelings, or test scores, (laughs) y'all. Their results are their business, just like your results are your business. I repeat, student test scores or progress monitoring data are not part of a teacher's result line when we use the model for self-awareness. And since this is such an unheard of concept for a teacher to separate him or herself from student data, I'm more committed than ever to help you understand this. I was coaching a teacher friend of mine yesterday at um, our campus support group that I hold on on Wednesdays in the library. And when I mentioned to her that student test scores are not a result in the teacher's model, I realized that the confusion and the the misunderstanding of this concept 
that I was seeing in her was exactly what I was experiencing when I first started to do the work on student test scores are not part of my model as a teacher. And so I am on a mission to help you understand this because I think it's quite freeing. At least for me, it was. So remember in my intro, I'm going to teach you things you've probably never been taught before. Well, this is one of the big ones. This might be the work of your career to separate yourself from student data because you aren't your student's data. You are more than the score and so are your students. In all reality, students are not their scores either. (laughs) But that's another podcast. Don't hang up on me yet. I'm just getting started. All right, so to get a clear definition of results, we have to know that this is what we create in our lives. We create this in our lives. Results can be numbers on a scale, numbers in a bank account, a score on a test that a person took, a decision to start or stop something. Results can be beliefs we perpetuate, either wanted or unwanted within a relationship. Results, as I spoke about in the last episode about actions, can be someone mirroring or becoming the very thing they want to avoid. The example in the actions episode was, a teacher thinks these kids are so low. In the result line, the teacher shows up in all sorts of low ways. So go take a listen to that if you're intrigued. One of my tendencies early on in this thought work was to place others in my result line. For example, I'd have a thought about another person such as, he's going to do what he's going to do, and that's fine. Then I'd say that the result was, he is going to show up as himself. Innocent enough, right? But where am I in my own model? Nowhere to be found in that one. The result basically has to start with I, or or some form of that. It has to include you especially when we're just learning this concept. So the new result for a thought like, he's going to do what he's going to do, and that's fine. The new result would sound like this. I allow him to be himself no matter what he does in his life. Or I practice acceptance within myself to better accept others. So let's focus on the important task today, understanding the separation between a teacher and the scores his or her class creates from the latest assessment. As an aside, I just got done proctoring two district-based assessments, no big deal, one yesterday and one last week. Um, I will be doing this whenever there are big assessments until the end of the year with our STAR test in Texas. So one thing I have to point out is that when we think of a model all worked up, The thought, feeling, action, and result will belong to only one person, only one person. The circumstance can be another person. And for our purposes today, much like in the last episode, the circumstance is going to be student data from fall of 21. But since student data from fall of 21 can't have thoughts, we can only use the thoughts we have about it to fill in our models. Today, the circumstance will be just a tiny bit different because I really want to illustrate the separation between a teacher, his or her work, and the student scores. I see a need for this separation because of what I've lived as a classroom teacher and what I've witnessed over the years of the stress, overwhelm, and blame, i.e. emotional immaturity, that comes from testing season. 
But my news to all teachers in this situation is this, you, your worth, your lovability, your amazingness as a teacher has nothing to do with a student's test scores. Let's create a pretend model for an elementary school teacher who already believes in themselves so much as an educator, and they know they give all they want to give to their career. Notice I said all they want to give, not all they have to give. And on test day, they are smiling and proud of the work they've done. This small story is basically the summary of the model we are about to create. If you're in a place to write this down, I highly encourage it. If not, no worries. You can always come back to it. And my extra credit episode following this one will help guide you through this exact specific model and give you space on the sheet, the worth sheet, to create other models for yourself with some guiding questions. So our circumstance, fourth grade reading district-based assessment, November 9th, 2021. There's our neutral circumstance right there. All factual, no adjectives, no emotion words, no drama. The test happens on this day. It's a district-based test. It's reading fourth grade. What is the teacher thinking? This teacher who's so confident. What is this teacher thinking and believing about him or herself in the thought line? Although there are tons of different possibilities, I'm going to choose one that I wish for educators everywhere thought. I believe in myself as an educator in what I say and do, no matter what the test scores show. How many times has a school leader told you that they believe in you as their staff, no matter what the test scores show? Really think about this. And if you're a principal, do you believe that? This is my challenge to you, all of the leaders who are listening to this podcast, do you believe in your staff so much so that when the scores aren't what they quote should be, do you still believe in your staff no matter what? Really think about this. Now, teachers, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to step up and I'm going to drag my soapbox over here real quick. All right. When we're hired at our schools, it's somewhat a leap of faith, right? Our principals are taking a leap of faith on us as the teacher who's going to show our stuff in the future based on our interview and resume, maybe even some past results, student data, blah, blah, blah. But those past results and the words spoken in the interview aren't a guarantee for the future, are they? The teacher creates their future results for themselves. It's the same leap of faith that a teacher takes when accepting a position at a new school. There are going to be unknown factors that appear on the job. We all know this. There are variables we may never have expected. In the interview and when jobs are offered, it's usually pretty amazing. It feels great. Then each side of that relationship, in my opinion, has a duty to be an asset to one another. Each side of that relationship has a duty to be an asset to one another. School leaders need to be an asset to their campuses, teachers, students, and community members, while teachers need to be an asset to their campus, colleagues, students, and community members. 
if we're all being assets and not asses due to our result line being created with solid beliefs about ourselves, then everyone wins, even if we lose, quote unquote, with low test scores. Do you see what I'm saying? Low test scores should not be used to tie ourselves to the whipping post and beat the ever-loving shit out of ourselves as teachers. We may not do this for others to see. That's not necessarily what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the inner dialogue, the inner self-loathing, the inner degradation that might be happening with teachers, in particular, our newest teachers to the profession, when students don't perform the way we wanted them to, or the way the district or state wanted to, in order for the teacher to look good. This might be harsh, and I am still on my soapbox, but most of us have this need for our students to look good on paper so we can feel better about the job we've done. My point here is this, stay with me. The job we do as teachers is our action line. The job a student does is their action line. The results of a teacher who has been an asset to his or her students and colleagues will be way more impactful than exceeds expectations on the annual review. Your results will most likely be an inner knowing, a confidence that you've done all you can in your capacity as the best version of your teacher self, because this inner knowing doesn't come from your supervisor giving you distinguished or exceeds expectations on your annual review. It doesn't. That's a neutral C. And it's pretty much out of your control because you're not choosing it. Your results of self-confidence, being a self-confident teacher who knows how beneficial you are to your students, comes from your beliefs. Isn't that what we all want? The swagger that comes along with knowing and trusting yourself, you freaking slayed that lesson and your students are amazed and engaged and having fun learning. And with this swagger, in my opinion, is the confidence to enjoy the hell out of your job most days, to stay the course when shit gets hard, and to know that you've got your own back no matter what student data poofs into existence. You've got this because you say so. That's the possibility for a teacher's result line. And this is what I'm here to teach you. Okay, let me put this soapbox away real quick and uh, let's finish out the model that we started. Circumstance fourth grade reading district-based assessment, November 9th, 2021. And remember, if this is not your specific circumstance, you change it to the factual, you know, factual facts of your specific circumstance. Thought. I believe in myself as an educator in what I say and do, no matter what the test scores show. I mean, shit, y'all, if you wanted to write this one down and borrow it from me, do it. (laughs) Totally recommended. And you don't even have to give me credit. (laughs) Feeling from that. Here's an array of feelings that you could experience. Confident, equipped, dedicated, committed, trusting. There are lots of possibilities in the feeling line, like I just said. So the important work is for you to think how this thought to yourself, if you so choose, and find what emotion comes up for you from it. So let's go with confident for our purposes here. We feel confident because we're thinking, I believe in myself as an educator in what I say and do, no matter what the test scores show. 
What do we do when we feel confident? Let's fill in our action line. My favorite line, build healthy relationships with students, maintain high expectations, believe in myself when things are great and when things are hard. Look at the data as a way of honing my craft of delivering quality lessons with focus and urgency. Make learning fun because I believe in the students and their abilities to learn. Avoid beating myself up. Avoid catastrophizing about the future. Avoid commiserating with colleagues about students or the test or the state, blah, blah, blah. Avoid disparaging beliefs about school leadership. Avoid indulging in overwhelm or telling myself that, quote, it's just hard. Some of these actions I just mentioned are a tease for future episodes, particularly the indulgent emotion of overwhelm and this mysterious dark cloud in the sky that none of us have control over that we call burnout. (laughs) Also, telling ourselves how hard it is and commiserating with colleagues serves no one, especially our students, as a residual result. More on that in the future, I promise. (laughs) Okay, so the result from all of this, you guessed it. The result is I believe that I am worthy, I am an asset, and I am growing in my career. Isn't this kind of like what we want for our kids in their result line? No matter what the test scores say, we would love them to all believe in themselves that they are worthy They are an asset to their school, family, and community, and they are growing in their career as a young person. If they have that, they can do great things and accomplish amazing feats and produce success even when they might feel like a failure at times. This type of result is a way of seeing oneself, and it all starts with your thoughts. So today I'd like to invite you to go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes and leave a review for this show, like I mentioned earlier. The more people who rate and review, the farther reach this message has. Share it with a colleague or a friend who's a teacher. I would be so appreciative of that. And as a way of saying thank you, I'll be giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to one lucky winner who leaves a review in words, like rating with the stars and leaving a review in words. And you have to email me a screenshot of your review before December 15th, 2021. Thank you for listening today. See you on the next episode. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group so we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.